Welcome to the Simply Resilient Podcast, episode number 113, Stay in Your Lane. My name is Jesse Ellertson, and I am a certified life coach, a 15-year military wife, and a mother of six. I love working with flowers, playing games, and going to the movies, and I'm a huge fan of my husband and kids, sleeping in, and everything about food. I have created this podcast as a free resource for military wives who want to improve the experience that they are having while their service member is deployed. If you are ready to thrive while your husband is away, then you are in the right place. Today we are talking about lanes on this grand highway of life and what it means to stay in your own lane and what it looks like to get out of other people's lanes. And another way I like to say it is kind of untangle yourself if you're kind of tangled up in other people's lanes. So we're going to use this freeway, highway, car driving analogy throughout this episode, and I'll try to stay with just one analogy. Sometimes I mix up my analogies, but you guys can just stay with me. One reason that I want to talk about this is I had a session with a client yesterday who I've been meeting with one-on-one for the past few months, and she has shared a few of our recorded sessions with her boyfriend. She is a military significant other, and we've been working together as she prepares for her boyfriend's upcoming deployment. And he's really interested in the work we're doing and they discuss it together. So she sent him some of our sessions, like I said, and also some of my podcast episodes and he's enjoyed it and benefited from it. And yesterday he requested to come in the session with us. And I do couples coaching sometimes. I definitely specialize in just working one-on-one with the female equation in the partnership, but I love men too. And I love getting a chance to meet your significant other and work with them, especially if they're open and receptive to what I'm talking about. Some men are and some men aren't, and that's totally fine. Anyway, he joined our session yesterday and it went so well. It was really fun to get to know him a little bit more and to help them look at each other's, their own models and each other's models and really work on effective communication and frame it all in with this thought work and the model. And it's just so, it was just such a productive session and it was a lot of, a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. But one thing that we talked about throughout the session that made me think, I want to do a podcast episode on that was we talked about staying in your own lane and basically keeping ownership or responsibility over your own model and your own thoughts, feelings, and actions, because in relationships, whether it be romantic relationships or maybe the parent-child relationship, or sibling relationships, coworkers, friends, you know, any kind of relationship, but particularly close relationships or people that we either live with or spend a lot of time with, it's just so easy to get tangled up and get into other people's lanes, and it can just really be challenging for the relationship and cause a big old mess anytime something like this comes up. So the first step in helping us understand what our lane is, is using the model. That's our first layer of separation and understanding, oh, okay, here's what's going on in my model and here's what's going on in his model or you know, your child's model. And you can see there are two separate models and it really helps you divide what's happening into here's what I'm in control of and here's what they're in control of or in charge of. And that, I, that tool has been so helpful in my own life and me getting untangled of the, of the other people's lanes that I, I was veering into from time to time. And then also as I work with my clients, it really helps them clean up that in their own relationships and helps them stay in their own lane or stay in their own model. When we identify interactions in models or even just segments of interactions in models, 
it really brings us back to that element of responsibility and ownership that we're wanting to empower ourselves with, where not only are we claiming ownership and responsibility over our own model and our thoughts in that model, our feelings in that model, and our actions in that model, and ultimately our results, we are relinquishing responsibility of other people's models. We are saying, I used to think that when I did this certain thing that I know you like or that I know you don't like, that then you would feel this way. And so I had that linked up that it was my actions that made you feel a certain way. That's that's one way to illustrate when our models are tangled up or when we go out of our own lane. But when we're able to see our interactions in models, we can see, okay, anything I do or say is always in the other person's circumstance line and anything they do or say is in my circumstance line. And that's the only place I ever get to be in anyone else's model is in their circumstance line. And so that helps me again have ownership over my models and remind myself or help my clients remind themselves on a very regular basis that they can only be in other people's circumstance line, which means that they're not in charge of their thought line, their feeling line, or their action line. And even though we, you know, we live together, we care for each other, we interact, and we definitely impact each other, but it's about remembering whose responsibility it is to be in charge of that model, take care of that model, and own what you create with your models. So the examples I'm going to focus on today, while this can be very powerful in your parenting or friend relationships, is definitely the partnership romantic model of a husband and wife or a boyfriend and girlfriend. And I'm going to try to stick with examples from that category today, but you can see how it would apply in other places. So I'm going to give a specific example without giving, you know, unnecessary details away from my session yesterday with my client where they were talking about a communication breakdown, basically. And they described a scenario where, you know, communication didn't happen when it was supposed to. And then texts were exchanged that weren't received in the way they were intended. And then both people were left feeling frustrated and misunderstood. And it just was a definitely a, a, a frustrating and unsatisfactory interaction for them. And th- they have a great relationship. They love each other. They want to communicate better and improve the relationship so that they can stay strong and and continue to build that relationship. And so they don't want their interactions to go this way anymore. And one thing I help them see is it's so, so valuable to just analyze when it didn't go well, because we can learn so much from it. We can just take one seemingly simple interaction and learn so much from it. So one thing that I'm identifying with my client and helping her see is the way that she initially reacts to things or possibly overreacts to things or possibly um, assumes the worst, kind of a worst case scenario or assumes the worst um, intention right away initially. And as she's getting more and more aware of that and slowing that down, she's getting some leverage over it and working on finding ways to slow it down and interrupt it. But initially she's still doing this reaction thing. And then sometimes that comes out on her boyfriend, right? And then he was having his own model and his own feelings in that moment and was needing to feel heard and loved and supported. And she wasn't available to offer that to him in that moment because she had misinterpreted some of his actions from earlier in the day. So we we had a situation where we felt like he's making her mad and she's making him mad and uh, everyone's unhappy. But when we were able to analyze it and slow it down, we could see that moving forward in the future, one thing that they could both do for each other 
is, first of all, start by staying in your own lane. Be aware of your model and take care of your model. And number two, give the other person space to be having the model they're having, even if it's a hard model or a challenging model, an undesirable model. So for example, I I asked my client's boyfriend, I said, your specific assignment moving forward is to show up as the boyfriend that you want to show up as. Take good care of her in all the ways that you want to, but then give her space to react poorly at first. She's working on that. She's working through it. And it's not your responsibility to try to act in a way that would prevent her from getting upset or reacting poorly. You're just going to examine your actions, stay in your lane and say, here's who I want to be. And she'll either receive it well or she'll receive it poorly based on what's going on in her model. And he needs to give her space to do that. It's not very fun, but it's a part of building this muscle of number one, staying in your own lane. And number two, taking care and adjusting your models so that they do go better in the future, right? And so that way he'll show up as more authentic, as a more authentic version of himself in those scenarios when he's not trying to uh, use his actions to control her behavior. See that tanglement there and that veering from lanes, right? And then at the same time, she's going to give herself space to do what she does sometimes and work through it and work on it. And she's also going to give him space to have the emotions that he's having and let him work on taking care of his own model. Because right now, again, they are pretty tangled up at times. Not always, but sometimes when things get heated or when emotions are high, that's often when we'll get very tangled up or veer out of our lane. And so the focus there is, again, again talking about how we definitely still impact each other. We're in each other's lives. We're, we're in our own lane, but we're headed in the same direction. We're driving side by side. We can see each other, right? We're, we're impacting each other. And so I'm not saying that when you stay in your own lane, you're not just saying no one outside of me matters and I don't need to worry about a thing except my own lane. I just want you to really keep that responsibility word clear. And when, you, when you're clear on this is my responsibility and the things that aren't my responsibility, I can still show up in a way that I want to and being the person that I want to be and use that as my motivation Rather than if I show up in a certain way, it will make them happy. Or if I show up in a certain way, it will make them sad or mad or frustrated. We really want to unwind that and say, I'm going to show up this way and they might be happy about it or mad about it. But either way, it's their responsibility. I'm going to go ahead and take this action because it's who I want to be. It's what I like doing. And I know they like it too. And so there's a good chance they're going to receive it well and respond well. But even that will be their responsibility to choose to respond well. This, of course, brings us back to the cupcake, which is my favorite concept, and really reminding ourselves that the core of whatever we're working on is our own responsibility, the cupcake of whatever area we're focused on or emotion we're trying to create or result we're trying to create or thoughts we're working on. All of that at the cupcake level is 100% our responsibility, but then we want to make space for frosting. We're giving frosting to other people. They're giving it to us. We want to make space for wanting frosting, for wanting more frosting, for knowing how to operate with little to no frosting at times. Like frosting is such a critical part of relationships, meaning not that it's required, but that it really is taking relationships to the next level, is finding ways to give tons of frosting and receive tons of frosting and always all at the frosting level. So that really ties into what we're talking about as far as impacting people. We want to acknowledge, oh yeah, I impact people, but only at the frosting level. When I 
show up this way and they don't like that, but it's me being my true self, it just means they're getting a little less frosting from me right now and that's okay. They could choose to change the way they think about it and then they would feel like they had more frosting or they could accept this part of me that that right now they're not loving and then that would actually free them up to receive frosting in other areas because they're not hung up on this, you know, this one area that they're struggling with. And then to also, again, use it the other direction to remind yourself that when your partner or spouse does a certain thing that you like or don't like, it can it goes both ways, and thank goodness, that it's only impacting us at the frosting level. If we love it, it just it doesn't it didn't take care of the core of the thing we need to. We might feel better in that moment and be tempted to think, see, when they tell me I'm beautiful, then I get to believe I'm beautiful. But the core of believing that you're beautiful is you telling yourself you're beautiful first. And then when your spouse tells you you're beautiful, it's delicious, beautiful frosting on top. And that is a perfect, getting that cleaned up and cleared up of where their um, efforts impact you, on what level it impacts you. It doesn't impact you at the frosting level, or, or sorry, at the cupcake level. It's always at the frosting level, which is why it's safe to again operate at times from less frosting or no frosting even at times because they're not ever impacting your cupcake. You're always the one taking care of that and that's always available to you. So even if your cupcake's not okay right now, that's okay. It just means you're not taking care of it and that's fine. It's not your partner's responsibility and they, if they're not taking care of it or if they're unavailable to take care of it at the moment, that is no problem because you can go for any amount of time with little to no frosting, even if frosting is what you prefer. I talked about this in the love episode that I did recently, so definitely go back and listen to that one if you haven't yet. It's just such a fantastic concept. Understanding this responsibility ownership concept as well as the cupcake analogy really helps us realize what our job is, what our lane is, what our business is. You've heard people say, that's not your business, stay out of your your business, or stay out of my business, whatever. And we want to have ways and visuals and tools to help ourselves to help ourselves stay clear on what is our business, what is our job. Because if we're not careful, we'll start to think, oh, if they're happy or sad, that's my job to make them happy. Oh, if they're sad, that was my fault that they're sad. And that just gets relationships in trouble really, really fast. I want to throw a thought in here. As I was preparing for this podcast episode, I went back and listened to my friend's podcast, Heidi Benjaminson, she is a life coach, and her episode two is also called Stay in Your Own Lane. This is a concept that I have heard in several places. I don't remember really where I first heard it, but it's a concept I use in my coaching. And so I love to listen to what other coaches have to say about these concepts that so many of us use so that I can borrow a little bit of what they have going on, add it to what I have going on, and it just enhances the whole thing. And so one thing I love that she talked about is she illustrated that there are always three lanes in the highway of life. And lane one, the first lane is our lane. That's our business. That's the one that's our job, our responsibility, the one that we have control over and that it's our job to take care of. And some specific responsibilities that she outlined that can really help you think of like, what is my responsibility? It's not anyone else's responsibility to take care of these things, just my own. And some of those were that it's a responsibility to take care of ourselves, to like ourselves, to know our value to manage our emotions. It's our actions and our reactions are our responsibility. How we spend our time is our responsibility. Finding the good in others is our responsibility. Having our own back and identifying our strengths. All of that is our own responsibility. And then in the second lane for her, that's other people's lanes. Everyone else's 
everyone else, that's their lane. You, there's your lane and then there's everyone else's lane. And that means this is what is their business, their responsibility, their job. And it means it's not your job. So everything that I just listed in number one, as well as other things, is, is exactly what is their job, all of those things, and not your job. Because one thing we have to be careful of is thinking that we know what would be best for other people. <laughs> thinking that we're totally aware of everything going on in that person's lane or in their life or in their mind. And if you stay with the car analogy, you can say, I don't know what's going on under the hood of that person's car. I don't know. I can see some of their lane, right? We can see some of what's going on in people's lives or they tell us some of the things maybe that they're thinking and feeling, but we only ever know part. We can't ever be fully aware of what's happening in someone's life or in their lane. We don't, we can't see all the potholes that they might be able to see because they have the best view and they have total knowledge of their lane and their vehicle and, and all of the things. And so we just have to be really careful and be onto ourselves when we think we know what would be best for someone else in their life or in their lane, because that's their responsibility and only they can know. We can offer them love and frosting as they navigate their lane, just like we love to get love and frosting from other people as we navigate our own lane. And the third lane that my friend Heidi teaches about is God's lane or God's business. And it's really helpful to have this lane in your mind too, because there are things that are out of everyone's control. And sometimes that's the category we need to put it in. For example, the weather or accidents, injuries, war, illness, just things like that, that it's not that it's nobody's responsibility, but it's that we have to just put it out and put it up to God. Sometimes we have to say, this is out of my hands and it's really out of all of our hands. Now, obviously there's always ways we can impact our circumstances. The things that I mentioned that are in God's lane are in our circumstance line. And so we have ways to impact our, the way we think and feel about those circumstances, but it can be very freeing to say, this is in God's hands. This is God's business. This is something that is out of my hands. Okay. All of that brings me back to, as we talk about the cupcake, it's always really important that I remind you the concepts of requests and boundaries. And I have some specific episodes on this topic. And if this is an area that is interesting or coming up for you, I highly recommend you go back and listen to those episodes. But I just want to touch on it here in case what I've been talking about uh, can be concerning for people sometimes because they're quick to say, so what you're saying is anyone around me can do whatever they want And I just have to take it and focus on my own lane. And, you know, they can, you can kind of take it almost as bad news rather than the good news that I'm trying to share with you of getting these relationships untangled and staying in your own lane and letting people stay in their lane and, and all that. So we want to remember that we always have requests available to us and we always have the ability to set boundaries available to us. So I'm going to start with requests to just remind you that in our very important relationships where we are spending time every day with these people and loving them and caring about them so much, it is always available to us to make requests of these people in our lives. And just like we're making that distinction of when I do this thing for somebody, it's just because of the girlfriend or boyfriend or husband or wife or mother I want to be, not because I'm in charge of how they feel. I want you to remember when I ask someone for something in a relationship that I'm in with this person, when I request can you please say it this way or not do it this way? Or it means so much to me when you take care of this or put this away or, you know, whatever the request is, we make a very specific request of something that is important to us. And we want to have that distinction in our mind of this is just a request. 
It is something that they can do or not do. And both ways, I'll be okay. It's important to me, so I'm going to ask for it because I I think it's really valuable to be able to ask for what you want in a relationship. But the request level, in order to keep your requests healthy, is always, I would be okay with or without this thing. It's important enough that it's worth asking for, but I can be happy with it or without it. I don't need the thing to happen in order for me to be happy and fulfilled in this relationship. And so that's the framework that I want you to always keep requests in. And if it can't fit in that framework, it either means you have some untangling to do, or it means it's so important that it is more of a boundary. So that's what we're going to talk about next. If something someone is doing or not doing is a like needs to be a boundary for you, that's the next level up from request. It means you wouldn't be okay whether they did it or not. Now, again, I want you to just make a little space as you analyze requests that you're wanting to make in your relationship and ask yourself, is it a boundary or is it an area I need to untangle myself in? Because I'm going to bring this up one more time here and then I'll I'll go into boundaries a little bit more. It can feel like it needs to be a boundary when it actually is an area that we're just out of our lane or we're tangled up with our partner because it means that we've been trying to use them and what they do to take care of our cupcake. And so if our cupcake is feeling very threatened and vulnerable, and if they keep doing the thing, and instead of it being less or more frosting, instead it's impacting our cupcake, then it can really feel like you have to stop doing that thing or I won't be okay. But there are so many times that once we clean it up and we say, never mind, I take care of my cupcake and I know that in this area, what you're doing or not doing only impacts me at the frosting level, then suddenly we don't need a boundary there anymore because we've started taking care of our own cupcake. So as I go to boundaries, now you can decide, no, it's not a request and it's also not an area I need to untangle and it's just an actual, simple, straightforward boundary. It's something that I am just not okay with a certain set of behaviors or a certain, you know, whatever the the thing is that is maybe more serious or needing a higher level than what the request is that I outlined for you. And that is saying that I am not okay with this behavior, whatever it is, and I never will be. And it's not enough for me just to say, please stop. And I'm okay if you do or don't. I, and, and then here's one more really important piece of boundaries. It's not up to you to stop the person from doing this behavior that's unacceptable to you. We get caught in that trap so fast, so easily, that if we identify that there is a boundary that needs to be set, it can feel very overwhelming and exhausting because we think, I don't even know how I would stop them from doing this thing I'm not okay with. I want you to slow that down and say, when I've identified a place that I need to set a boundary, a boundary is not me stopping them from doing the thing. A boundary is me letting them know I'm not okay with this thing and I never will be. And if you choose to do this thing, here's what I will do to take care of me. And that's that's where you take that out of your hands to say, I'm not okay with it, so I'm not going to let you do it. That That is what makes boundaries unenforceable and exhausting and overwhelming and really, really challenging. And so we want to make sure that we're not trying to put it in our hands and in our responsibility to stop the behavior. It's very important that you say, if you do this behavior, then here's what I'll do to take care of me. And it might be a small boundary that just needs, oh, if you do this thing, then I'll just leave the room. Or it might be a bigger boundary, right? That if you do this thing, then I will leave our marriage or I will, you know, whatever it is. That, That really needs, there's such a broad spectrum of 
things that might need requests, might need boundaries, and it really can be just all over the board there and needs some specific attention for things that if you're finding issues in your life and in your relationships that I want you to kind of run it through some of these filters that I've offered you to see, does this need untangling? Does this need a request? Does this need a boundary? Again, I have podcast episodes where I go way more in depth on these concepts. And if this is something that is either confusing or intriguing to you or overwhelming to you, please go listen to those podcast episodes because they will hopefully clear it up even more. And always at any time, you're welcome to email me, jesse at simplyresilient.net, asking me any specific questions you might have that I might be able to clear up. But I want to make sure everybody walks away from these podcast episodes and these conversations we have, knowing that I'm never telling you to tolerate dysfunctional or behavior that you decide is unacceptable to you. And you're the only one that can know that, really. The concepts that I teach in my podcast and in my coaching is meant to be applied in functional, healthy relationships. But even healthy relationships have all kinds of struggles and challenges and you know communication breakdowns and all kinds of things. And so there's definitely plenty to work on. And the relationship is not perfect, but it's a functional relationship where both people in the relationship are treating each other with respect and there's no like harm being done. So I'm never telling you to not take care of yourself, but I am trying to help you see where sometimes we think, oh, this is, this is harm being done. And it actually isn't. It's us just needing to take better care of ourselves. So I hope that makes sense. Okay. I'm going to wrap up this episode with just finishing up this highway of life lane analogy saying that it's really important to know that lanes can look very different one to the other and journeys and directions and paths can look very different between between that usually if you're you know analyzing a relationship again that is a close relationship like a husband wife relationship you're usually side by side on the highway of life headed in the same direction or a very similar or parallel direction even if sometimes there's a little more space between your lanes sometimes your lanes are right next to each other what we're really trying to avoid is tangling up our lanes or veering into each other's lanes, right? And we just want to make space for the different directions people's lanes go. Like say it's a sibling or a friend who maybe you used to be on parallel journeys, parallel lanes, and now they have gone in a new direction and their lane is headed to a different state now or or whatever. Make space for that. It's okay. You're still going to be in that person's life and interact with them. They're just headed in a new direction now. And sometimes you'll start to head a new direction, which could be difficult for you to accept or other people to accept around you. But we want to be aware and caring and empathetic, making space for all of those things while still really managing what is my responsibility and what are other people's responsibilities. And that is how you can apply these these concepts in your life and keep your relationships really healthy and clean and not getting all tangled up because some of our most rewarding relationships are are our closest ones where there's a very fine line between being on parallel but separate lanes and getting a little tangled up in their lane because you're all tangled up in all kinds of good ways. And then without realizing it, you get tangled up in these unhealthy, like emotional ways that you really need to maintain responsibility over your emotions in order to grow and maintain a healthy and strong relationship. So as you clean this up, it's the other really fun part about it is it just makes so much room for deeper and more rewarding relationships where um, because you've cleaned up the parts that are so, so challenging. And that is what I have for you today. Are you ready to take what you are learning here on this podcast to the next level? 
then let's work together. I would be honored to be your life coach and help you create the life you dream about by focusing on what is always in your control, your mindset. Are you ready for everything in your life to feel different and better without needing to change any of your circumstances? Then schedule a free call with me by going to my website, simplyresilient.net. I can't wait to work with you.